0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Author The Record Podcast with a guest host, Sergey Ross. Super excited to be here. And this one is a little bit different as we normally do. We are talking to the CEO and a founder of a company called NRPR. It's a PR agency from um, United States, from California. And the reason we wanted to do it is because for early stage founders, there's always this question of how do I get my word out? How do I deal with press? What do I do with social media? So we wanted to talk a little bit about that. Some of the biggest misconceptions that exist and some of the practical advice that you can apply go tomorrow if you just started the company recently or if you don't have a ton of followers on your social media channels so i think you're going to enjoy that here's nicole the episode of off the record podcast and i'm joined today by, by nicole rodriguez the ceo of a company and rpr group which is a strategic positioning agency from beverly hills california she's also the host of a youtube show beverly hills boss and wrote the book that's also called beverly hills boss nicole great to have you
1: with us today yeah, thank you thank you for having me
0: now I want to talk a little bit about how you work with CEOs from, from the PR perspective, from the social perspective, but before we jump into it, I've read one of your interviews that you have done a while ago and you talked a little bit about Gary V and, and some of the fact that he doesn't quite get the science of PR. I would love to like for you to talk a little bit about that because I think there's like slightly different concepts, social media conversation versus PR. Let's start right. with this.
1: Yeah, I think, um, look, I think Gary Vee has has figured something out, right? Obviously, what he's doing is is working on the social media side, the social influence side. And, and I think that's all well and good. I think that there doesn't need to be a, a, an us or them. You know, at the end of the day, when it comes to a brand, when it comes to a personality, um, image is now all-encompassing. And, and that includes um, social media. That includes your website. That includes your digital footprint. But the problem is, I think that Gary V has discounted a lot of PR and, oh, it doesn't work. It's this, it's, you know, and maybe he just hasn't figured out how to do it right, right? Or hasn't mm-hmm. experienced someone doing it right and actually managing uh, image using the power of media. Media is not dead. Traditional media is not dead because you know, you still have CEOs who are like, Hey, well, now I'm doing this on LinkedIn, but why am I not on Forbes? Well, what they don't realize is that this is, this is narrative management utilizing the media. It's, it's a strong and powerful force because people will still go to traditional media to read and, and build trust. Right. So you read and someone is constantly, um, Either contributing to Forbes or writing thought leadership pieces for Entrepreneur magazine, um, people see that and they're like, "Oh, well, he must be someone um, of influence, right?" So anyone right. can build a social media presence, anyone.
0: So you so you argument that like because I mean social media, what Gary's been doing is it's really one to one, right? It's B two C type of interaction all day long. Versus with PR, it's more of a um, if if it's fair to say a more of a B two B play, but like do you do you see it as well do your social media and do PR or do you see it a bit differently?
1: No, I B two PR. You you are when you are publicizing either yourself or or a company, right? And you're doing it right. There are audiences who are going to pay attention to that. So think about this from a celebrity standpoint. Mm-hmm. Celebrities and their publicists definitely do it a little bit different. I think a lot of the times they will um, pick up the phone, figure out which media writer or which person um, do they want, you know, showing up at this dinner place. Hey, we're going to be over at at Craig's. Make sure to send your your paparazzi. We're okay with it. We want to be photographed. That happens. Right. That happens, right? And so you're creating this image of I'm being followed. People want to see me. Um, that is all. It's it's perception and it's image management. So, say for example, for a company, well, mm-hmm. you want um, you want media to know that you're your CEO is doing something great for the community. Well, you pick up the phone and you give them a call, especially the ones that you think you're gonna care. Or maybe you did just raise a couple million dollars. Will you call the media friends that you have that are going to care, who are going to talk to those audiences. So it's not any different. I think that, um, again, there are PR people out there who have um, even not done it right, you know, where it's like, oh, we're just gonna send a media blast and whoever covers it does. well. If that's what Gary Vee and other people think PR is, then of course that's not right, because it's not what do you, good PR.
0: What do you feel like the biggest misconception, Nicole, is that, is that basically finding people who really care and some other things when you are, let's say you have this event, maybe the CEO has an event, they maybe have raised a certain amount of money. Like what is the, the misconception or what should they be doing? Uh, in a this, in this sec, the, mis-
1: the misconception is, oh, all we need to do is write a press release. That's like a third of what you need to do before you even write the press release. It's what is the narrative we're trying to build here? What do we want the world to take away? And and that part of it, there should be part of it in the press release, but it's not everything in the press release, right? No one wants to read a seven page press release. So you think about it. Well, we raised $30 million. Okay, well, for what? What are we gonna do with it, right? Oh, well, we're gonna expand internationally. Okay, well, why, why is that important? So you've got to think about all of those things first, and you've got to time it with everything else in your marketing umbrella. If you're going to announce 30 million, don't just write a press release and put it up on the wire and hope for the best. If you're going to announce 30 million, get that narrative straight a couple weeks ahead of time, you know, when you're in the middle of a raise. So even if you draft the press release and it doesn't go to anyone till it's closed and someone signs the check. You let media that you trust know under embargo. Hey, Dean Takahashi from VentureBeat, perfect example. Dean, I trust you. I know that when certain uh, clients raise money and X you know, uh, in this field, you want to know. So I'm going to give you a heads up that this client just raised $30 million. Do you want to talk to the CEO before we announce that in a week? Of course he's going right. to say it. So this is what most people miss. They think, I just write a press release. We say we wrote 30 million, we put it up on LinkedIn and we see what media care. That's, that's not how you orchestrate an event, right? Uh, Something to happen. So.
0: Right. And also I think like what, how would you, um, from the PR perspective when you like you work as an agency, how do you help CEOs to manage the social media conversations? Because like you have a PR aspect, but in terms of like that that one to one interaction, what could be done, or what could you do to actually have a little bit of more fuller umbrella from let's say that kind of announcement of oh we actually raised the money, let's engage actually with our with our followers.
1: Yeah, perfect example um, is you know I have a client who um, we help him with his corporate and his personal. Um, LinkedIn, like we've gone in. He's the CEO. He's he's busy building and doing things, and so we've gone in as image managers and made sure that everything stands out in terms of a solid bio. Um, even like one of those, um, like the headers on top of it on the. I can't ever think of the image. I'm clearly not a graphics person, but you know the like a headline. The head, right? Exactly on the um, on his his profile, making sure that that looks good, right? Put the company's logo prominently on there. Don't just use the default LinkedIn um, banner there. Um, And then really tightening up all of the descriptions at the bottom. And then it's like, okay, now when my company makes an announcement, we're going to put that on the company's LinkedIn page at the same time. It hits the wire at the same time coverage is happening. It's going to feel like something is happening. We're going to do that. And then if you're busy, guess what? We'll share it from your page for you and we'll just right. say, hey, my company just announced 30 million in funding. This is fantastic. Congratulations to my team. We all worked really hard. This is now going to be what's going to help us, you know, expand internationally. Internationally. Um, and then, then if he needs to sort of, uh, if people are congratulating him, we can easily help him like it. But we can also ping him and say, hey, by the way, I don't know this person, but they just wrote a little note to you in LinkedIn. You might want to respond to that. So giving them a heads up, hey, go into LinkedIn when it makes sense while you're doing all of your work. So thinking about all of the different social channels, the social channels are the amplifiers of, you know, the news. It's kind of like you have the press release and the messaging at the core. You make sure it gets onto your website and then you make sure that you put it on social media and then other people are going to share it. So without thinking about it at the core, you have a bunch of people who are like, Oh, just use social media. Well, those are the outer rings. You don't well, have a negative. What about,
0: yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Uh, and, and I mean, uh, that's, that's like the, like a multi-channel approach. I mean, you absolutely have to, you have to have that. We, yep. if you, let's say have a CEO who comes, comes to you and maybe they are building their SaaS product, but they don't have like a large following on LinkedIn, maybe they don't have large following on Twitter. Do you, how would you suggest or what would you tell them, like, how would they supposed to engage? Like, if let's say you have something to announce, do they go straight to PR? Or do you like, hey, we actually, we need to spend time to build your audience first to have a little bit more boost from the social perspective. Like, what, what would you do from that angle? Or how would you approach it?
1: Yeah, at that point, they can feed each other, right? So I think that that people um, are, what's the word? People understand that you have to start somewhere. And I think that if you have announcements, don't not make those announcements because you only have 200 Twitter followers, right? And if you've started your company, you only have 200 Twitter followers. What are you doing in between announcements to create that engagement? And that's really like what what my company um, helps other companies do, right? If we need to focus on engaging, following certain hashtags, following conversations, jumping in on them, following media who are talking about, um, your niche, right? Maybe you have a very niche industry. You don't have to have a gajillion followers. You just have to have the right ones. So it's being very specific about who you care to follow or have follow you. And make the announcements when they make sense, and then you'll see that it's it's like they feed each other, so and that's how a lot of organic growth will happen.
0: Do you also help um, the CEOs in, to create like content for social? Let's say they they would. And what would you look? What would you look for as a source? Do you look at it? Hey, we're gonna interview him. Maybe we'll look at all the content they have created before. Maybe we'll look at the topics. We'll do some research. What, what, would, what would be some of the sources you'll look at to say, hey, like we can have, this is a story. These are the sources that we need to build that narrative.
1: Yeah. All of the above. I mean, at this point, you know, especially if it's a a, a new CEO or a new company and they need to get in on the conversations, depending on their bandwidth and their budget, um, video is really great. You know, perfect example. I have a, a client and the company's about a year and a half, right? And um, they've had a couple of small announcements, like groups that they've joined, like the e- EY, Ernst & Young um, mm-hmm. has chosen them as um, at like an ink in their incubator program. Um, so that was something, it's not earth shattering news, but it's something that kind of puts a stake in the ground. So we didn't go heavy on the PR. We wrote the, the press release and just said, look, let's not waste a lot of effort pitching this, but it should be there so that people know if they go to your website, they see that it's there. And it also, that's just social media content. When he shared that on social media, people were like, whoa, congratulations, this is really great. So although he didn't get a lot of press pickup because we didn't want to bother press with it, this created that perception, whoa, the company's doing things. And then we made an announcement about their new um, chief revenue officer. Again, not earth-shattering news. People hire CROs all the time, but to the social sphere, which he didn't have many people following or whatever, people were like, Whoa, this is great. Congratulations. You're growing. So to the outside world, then what we did was we put that in a newsletter. Right now they have about a hundred people on their newsletter distribution list. It's not massive, but when, when prospective customers get it, they see it. They're top of mind. This is just, it's a content play. So you've got to figure out natural ways to be in front of the people that you you know, care about, um, and that's that's how we we do it, right? And and every company is different.
0: Would that be where that aspect of PR that you think Gary didn't quite get? Because, like, right. you actually manage the two way conversation versus Gary's like, oh, we actually, you take post and leave. That's right. You yeah. know,
1: that's exactly right. So it's it's figuring out how to create an image, right? Figuring out how to weigh certain news, this is heavy, this is not, okay, so then what do, we, what do we do with it? We should still put it out because it's psychology. When people see that there's movement and talking and, and new things that are happening, those people who might be thinking about writing you a check and investing in you, if they're seeing little things popping in here and there, they're thinking, wow, okay, they're making moves. Even if they're small moves, That's okay. You're, you're a startup. That's what we expect. Then when you keep going, it's these people are like, wow, you've really been making change. And even if it's this to the company, we can build that perception to make it look like this. Um, and you're, that's exactly right. That is what he missed.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. What about you have, let's say CEO of a mid-sized company, they are in a saturated space. Maybe they have like an agency um, and they do pretty much a commodity style work service based or organization, maybe they have a reasonable following. What do they need to do to get on Forbes or Inc. or entrepreneur? Like what, what would they need to do from a narrative perspective or from their, like what kind of moves they need to do to say, Hey, like they actually have a real case.
1: Let's submit that. Yeah. So that's like the, the million dollar question. And the answer is keep growing your company, Inc. Forbes, all of these people, um, Numbers, they cater to, um, other business people who are making business decisions. So if you are a great company and you've raised a lot of money and what you're doing is, you know, just a commodity, figure out what makes you different. Is it the, the internal makeup of the company, right? You have ink and entrepreneur that like to tell stories about like, what makes this company tick, what makes it different. And of course, if you put, you know, you've raised $200 to do this differently, well, maybe it's a commoditized service. But if you are coming at them and helping them see that because 90% of this this company is women and, uh, oh, and we're international, this makes us different. There's no other company like us. And here's where we can lend the perspective to other companies who are thinking about hiring women and why this matters, Right. So it's about being creative and continuing to focus on the growth of your company, knowing that the journalists and these big um, outlets get hit up all the time. And no matter how close you are with them, if you just don't fit, you just don't fit. But it's about continued trying, continued growth. And especially for CEOs, do not get your ego in it at the beginning. Just stop. Stop. You are not going to go from zero to Forbes, please. Like if it was that easy being in Forbes, the, the value of Forbes content would go way right down. Of course. Right. So, so that's what I try to tell executives that it's like, if a podcast wants to talk to you, don't have your ego in it and ask, well, how many followers do they have? Well, how many followers do you have? You know what I mean? That's a good one. Of course. That's a great well, question. Well, hey, well, <laughs> looks like a perfect match to me, you know? And but the thing is, then you take that content, you're on a podcast, your outside audience is not going to judge Oh, well, he just spoke to a podcast that only has 200 followers. No, they're going to listen to the content, they're going to hear that you're brilliant. And that then becomes a building block to more. Um, and that's what I think P- people want that shortcut and I think it's possible sometimes with social media. So they take it for granted when it's like mm. in PR, if you want to do it right, you can't take the shortcuts. You've got to put in the time, you know, and um, and that's what creates the longevity of your your image. You just got to keep going.
0: How do you think PR changed since 2010? So like over the last 11 years, what has changed? I'm very curious.
1: Yeah, well, social social media has changed a lot of it. If I think back to, Uh, Even earlier than that, um, you know, I remember for the first time, like when Twitter was a thing and I was at Moby TV at the time and it was about 2007 and in the marketing, we were in a marketing uh, team meeting and the discussion was, well, who owns this Twitter? Should we, should we have a Twitter? You know, we're, we're mostly a B2B play. Does Moby TV need a Twitter? It was a joke, right? I space And it was just it, I just remember that being a funny conversation. and me and my boss at the time, we looked at each other and we said, well, PR controls the narrative. Why don't you let us do it? And marketing was like, well, whoa, we whoa, whoa. shouldn't advertising do it? Like we want it. And it's like, no, you don't want a bunch of ads on your Twitter. I'm definitely seeing media talking here. They don't want to be sold to. And then, you know, when it really came down to it, you know, it's it's one of those things where, the smart social media people and PR people will work together. Now, maybe there's a social media person who handles the day-to-day, but the strategy for a lot of the content and the the conversations that should be happening, PR should be the think tank for that because it's two-way communication. So fast forward to your question, 2010, 2011, there are so many platforms. Now it's, how do we prioritize? (laughs) And my answer to that always is, choose your top three to start that you can give love to and know that people will forgive if you're not on 75, right? So you don't need a TikTok if you're not get, if you don't even have a Twitter, right? And thinking about how each of these social media platforms has created their own. I don't know their own space, right? People know that on Twitter, um, media use Twitter a lot to share their stories get story ideas talk if you want to find media they're going to be on twitter Um, context right that's right that's exactly right on facebook facebook is still where you're going to find your family and your friends and if you know for me i still use facebook to share company news of mine and and of course i'll see my aunties from hawaii or whatever they're like oh we're so proud of you honey but it's it creates this like you know just sharing um ability where it's mostly my family and friends that i'll still share company news with But it it sometimes will remind them oh by the way i just have a i have a friend who just started a company can i introduce you so it keeps the family and friends circle very strong when it comes to your news and then linkedin you know is another one that i recommend like use linkedin because this is where professionals are you want to have professional conversations this is pretty much where where they know to go um but again, not force feeding anything. If you are a creative company and you need an Etsy, have an Etsy. So right. just pick three when you want to start and then build from there. Otherwise it feels like too much.
0: What do you suggest for CEOs who are like in a startup mode right now? Maybe they have like up to 50 employees. Maybe they have one or two marketers. What should they start doing tomorrow practically from the PR perspective that they are not thinking maybe about maybe some micro steps hopefully we'll get them on Forbes one day
1: yeah so micro steps being um put a press tab on your page and even if it's not an earth-shattering announcement you have something that you can probably talk about and this is what i tell ceos you have probably hit some sort of milestone that you forgot or you made some sort of great sale and you have a great new partnership with a client um or you have celebrated five years and in five years this is what we've done you can put what does that narrative look like right what does that story mean to your company put that together in an announcement if you don't have a proper pr team fine put it on a wire like business wire you know that people pay attention to or even news direct which is a competitor and they're a little bit more cost effective um PR newswire works too, but I believe that they require package deals. So someone, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. stop, I'm incorrect. Um, so if you know, you have one, you start a press page where you're like, "Whoa, wait a minute, now we have this, it's going to get you thinking about your story when you have that conversation, you're likely going to be inspired by, um, you know, what you've done or accomplished. Look at some podcasts, shoot, go into Clubhouse for, you know, if if you've been invited or know someone who's been invited, have your CEO in some of these meetings and, and having conversations is going to probably lead to other things where, again, the perception is going to grow. And as a CEO, your company's image has to be just as important as the actual product or service you're delivering because you... Part of your job is to be that, that person, that, that cheerleader. And, uh, I know it probably makes some CEOs uncomfortable, but gone are the days where you can hide behind the curtain, social media extrovert. That's right. It's social media has made it very obvious that you need to have some sort of presence and a voice if you want to stand out. Otherwise someone can have a subpar product, but if they're marketing better than you and they're out there talking more. Where, where are people's attention units going to go? Right.
0: Totally. Nicole, anything I haven't asked you that you wish I did this, uh, in this short interview,
1: um, gosh, it could be anything
0: PR brand working with CEOs, press releases, anything that, or maybe any trends that you like, you think clubhouse actually was a very good example, by the way, I think it's super underexplored yet
1: yeah so so one question that i'll um you know i'll answer we'll pretend that you asked me you know i just started a brand new company what should i do um from a pr and marketing perspective That's great. okay okay and the answer is if you started a company think about your storefront now your storefront is your website even if you don't sell anything there back in the day before digital Um, there were no websites. People would walk into a brand new store and they'd say, well, oh, this is fantastic. This business is open. You know, um, you need to have a website, even if it's a landing page and two other tabs, people want to Google you. We are, we are a Google culture. Okay. So think about what people are going to do when you have that first conversation with them, they're going to say, oh, well, what's your website? Can I see more? You want to have an answer that should be yes. Oh, can I find you on LinkedIn? Absolutely. So as a CEO, you need to have a page for you and a page for your company, right? Um, The other thing is, at least grab the social media handles that you're going to need, even if you're not going to take them, right? Because the last thing you want is for another person to come out and grab that Twitter handle, because you, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't use it. Grab Twitter because it's common, grab Instagram, even if you're not going to use it. lock in a Facebook just to have it. And even if you put a tiny bit of content there, um, like, uh, about the company or whatever, again, when people Google, it is going to show like, okay, this is this brand new company. It's like, if you build it, they will come then from there, once you have all those things in place, then you're ready for PR, do not do any sort of PR. If you don't have your house in order. Because that becomes where the PR becomes more, uh, like I said before, an amplifier. Get get the
0: chairs before doing the party.
1: There you go. Make sure that the chairs and the table (laughs) is set and then start inviting people to the party.
0: That's a great one. That's a great one. Nicole, it was a pleasure. Pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for being a guest. This was was another episode. Another episode of off the record show actually different because we normally talk to ceos and vcs on the show but because i think pr is super important uh, we decided to do one off and uh nicole great to have you and uh, we'll be back with more
1: yeah anytime thank you